Welcome to another episode of the Break It Down for Brackens podcast. Today we will hear from Jack Hooper. Jack is a member of the Bros and Bras community. Bros and Bras is a fitness group in Jefferson County. With a focus on connecting the community, fitness, and healthy living, Bros and Bras has seen success throughout the region. Let's listen to what he has to say about his experience with the group. Hey, Jack. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Good, man. Thanks for being on the podcast. No problem. So, let's talk about Bros and Bras. You're you're a major component of the Bros and Bras community. You're a, a leader of a lot of the outings that we have on a weekly basis, which is significant. There's probably seven or eight events per week at our peak at this point. Um, when did you get started with Bros and Bras? I remember the day, um, it was January 2nd, 2016. Uh, my friend Ann Gore had been posting about bros and brawls. I saw her, asked her about it. And she said, it's this amazing group. She told me about the Black Dog Walk. So I showed up that Saturday. And in. And, and didn't show up? <laughs> nah. And I didn't know anybody. There was about 20 people there. I remember you walked up to me, introduced yourself, and welcomed me to the group. And uh, What year was that? 2016. 2016. Yeah. So we were almost two years old at that point. It was coming on your uh, birthday. Wow. Yep. Wow. So in three years, I guess we're going to the fourth year. No. It was the third year. We were going into the third year, sure. When I did my 365, it was the third year birthday. Right, so explain that to me. Like um, Before you joined, you were already in a walking program of some sort, right? Nope, nope. I had walked uh, New Year's Day. It was, you know, I guess, you know, when you set goals or whatever and New Year's, and I said, I'm going to walk and lose weight. I'm going to change my diet. And uh, I probably wouldn't have stuck with it if it hasn't been for the people in Bros and Brawls. You know, they encouraged me. They supported me. They inspired me. They kept me accountable. You know, people ask me about it. And, uh, you know, Jack, I realized I know you so well, and so many bros and bras know you so well, but maybe people listening to the podcast may not know you. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself, maybe um, where you're from, where you've lived, your age, that sort of thing? Sure, no problem. I'm uh, 62 years old. I was born and raised in Charlestown. Uh, lived on both coasts. Uh, worked construction most of my whole life. Currently employed as a, um, I install fire protection in commercial buildings. Nice. Did you have any, um, were you in any sports when you were younger? Uh, played baseball, football, golf, right. volleyball. So what, what drove you to um, having the walking goal that inevitably had you find bros and bras? I knew I had to do something, Kevin. I, I was, like I said, I was close to 300 pounds. And I just knew, my doctor told me to, you know, you need to walk, you know, three times a week, 20 minutes. And that's how it started. Well, I'm either all in or not in at all. That's, that's me. And uh, so I started walking. Before I knew it, I was walking every day. And after a couple of months, I walked my first 5K with bros and brawls. Well, hold on. So, like, when you were overweight and you knew the doctor was saying you had to lose weight, what... What kind of distances did you start walking when you first got started? Uh, it was all time. There was no distance. It was I was walking when I first started, um, 30 minutes, and um, 
I noticed how everybody liked to walk to Curry Road from Black Dog. Right. And I found out that was five miles. So that was my goal to do that every Saturday. And so then when I was walking around at development, I would try to do the same amount of time, you know, that it took me to do the five miles on Saturday. And uh, so I usually walked anywhere from three to five miles every day. Nice. And then had Bros and Bras had more than one event per week when you joined or was that when we just had Ann's Friday and a Saturday or was there at that point any other as, outings? As far as I know, the uh, Friday was looked to me to be all runners and Saturday was the only walk thing. I had heard you guys talking about different runs and stuff, but uh, not until I actually started running did I start doing the other Tuesday, Thursday events. Nice. So for people who don't know, the, the Saturday is our um, it's our flagship event. Sometimes it's a black dog. Usually in the winters it's a black dog coffee, which is on Route 9. And they have a nice bike trail that you can go along there. And the other time, we uh, in the spring, we are at the Charlestown's Farmer's Market, which is uh, kind of a run-anywhere-you-want-to kind of scenario. So, Jack, that's how you got started and then the kind of miles you were doing. And uh, we called you, you, you know, when you first met me, I can remember you walked up and you you were just a walker. You said, look, Kevin, I'm just a walker now. Explain that story to me. Yeah, that's kind of funny, uh, especially the people that knew me then. Uh, I, I insisted I was not a runner, uh, right. and I was just a walker, and, and that's all I was doing. And, you know, I watch you guys run every week, but um, I was out doing the five-mile run at Black Dog two and a half out, two and a half back. And on the way back, uh, I've been told I stumbled. Well, yeah, that, that's the story I tell. <laughs> when I meet somebody new who's interested in black dog, they're like, well, I'm not fast. I'm not much of a runner. I'm trying to jog. Right now, I'm just walking. I'm like, no, we have plenty of walkers. We really have plenty of walkers. And um, I always tell the story about how Jack, Jack's always like, I'm just a walker, Kevin. Don't, don't make me run. I'm not here to run. I'm just a walker. And um, one day on the Black Dog Trail, you kind of tripped over your feet or something, <laughs> and then you stumbled forward, and then that turned into a little bit of a jog, and you came in, you're like, Kevin, I think I just ran, I think I just ran a half mile. That's and correct. That was a big deal. You know, we're, we're excited for you. It was a big deal, and uh, I never looked back after that. Nice. That, uh, that actually was probably the third month of my streak. As like, you know, first it was 30 days in a month, and then it was two months, and I'd never done anything like that in my life. And so let's touch on that for a second. How many, oh my, I just realized it was my fault. How many days did you go where you were doing some sort of movement uh, in the fact that it was either walking or running or fitness on some level? 443 days in a row. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. And it was my fault, I think. It, well, it wasn't your fault, but that, that, last day I had stopped to help you do something and after we finished I was working on something the calendar or something for bros and brawls and I got home and it was like 11 o'clock at night and I said oh I forgot to run and so I just decided 443 was a good number and it was time for the streak because it, it, it's tough to do a streak now that you were at least doing something that was involved with movement you were helping the, yeah. the organization so um 
When you first went to join the group and Anne said, you know, it's a really great running group, walking group, you'll be fine. Uh, what was your first impression when you showed up? Like, were you, were you overwhelmed? Were you worried to be a lot of runners? Or how did that go? Both of those things. I, I, I was definitely worried that it would be all fit people. And, I mean, I, like I said, I was heavy and uh, conscientious. And, uh, and I, was, uh, I was overwhelmed about that. I, I didn't know what to expect either. And when I got there, I noticed people were, like, they were wearing running clothes and stuff, and they looked like runners, but that's as far as it went. I mean, so many people were nice and friendly. They, they came up to me. They talked to me. Um, you introduced me to uh, Bill. Bill Strider. Uh, Bill Strider, yeah, and I he walked with him. And then uh, I met Scooter, oh, yeah? who was injured. She was dealing with plantar fasciitis, and she was walking. Well, we became instant best friends, and we're still, I mean, that's one of the things about bros and brawls is, it's family. You you make friends for life here, and if 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 I never ran again, I would still be friends with a lot of these people. It, it's not so much about the running; that's what started it all. But it's the people. Yeah, Sarah Thompson had a really great uh, bit of insight in one of the podcasts, and she said everybody in this group comes from different places even from different parts of their day, different levels of stress, different kinds of jobs, different kinds of family experiences. And everybody comes out and they're there to do a walk or a run. And the socializing typically happens after some sort of walk or run. Mm -hmm. And everybody kind of celebrates in the fact that they were out there working on being fit. It almost like it cleanses the day or almost cleanses the personality away from who you might want to vocally be, yes. whether it's grumpy or sad or mad or, or frustrated with your day, but all of a sudden because you've been joined with fitness that everybody's on an even playing field and it's it's really nice and positive all the time. I mean, there's it, so it, much positivity. Very much so, yeah. Um, whereas if it was just some sort of meetup, somebody might have one political view versus somebody else's political view or somebody's happy with this or somebody doesn't like that person for whatever reason. It's weird how doing some sort of walk or run or workout prior to socializing deletes everything. And then we become almost brothers and sisters in, in fitness, which is, it does really create good friendships. And there's so much positivity at, at every meeting. It's, it, it blows my mind because... Yeah, me too. Yeah. 100% right. Nice. So um, you've been involved with Bros and Bras for about three years it'll be four years in january it started my fourth year started your fourth year yeah what accomplishments so we've heard that you stumbled a little bit and started jogging <laughs> and then you ran your first 5k which yeah. are 5k is 3.2 miles what um what accomplishments have you seen with bros five months after i started i stumbled and started running i finished my first half marathon a week after that I did my first mud race and a week after that I did my first duathlon uh, Aaron Donovan is a triathlete that inspired me and I didn't have the facility to swim at the time so I did the duathlon the run bike run event 
Um, eventually, I did do triathlons. Hold on. So in your first year, you went from just a walker to doing a duathlon? Yes. In one year? Well, actually, actually did a triathlon before my first year was up. Really? Yeah, I did a, the. It was an indoor try, but still. And then the following spring, I did a full try. That's epic. That is incredible. And then continuing on, what, what yeah. else have you got done? Well, the I think one of my proudest moments is doing the ultra marathon, which has turned out to be 32 and a half miles. And which one was that? That was the High Bridge. High Bridge, yeah. Ultra. And actually, Who did you travel there with? Well, 15 of us from Bros and Brawls went there. 13 of us did the, um, or did the full 50K, and two did the um, uh, 25K. And we had uh, two volunteers that went along just to encourage us up to be there. That's really awesome. Yeah, the, that's um, how I got my nickname. <laughs> Brochel. Brochel. <laughs> Talking people into doing things they really didn't want to do. So how, what point in your timeline did that 50K happen? That was um, after a year and a half of running. That's really incredible. <laughs> That's more than a marathon. Yeah. Have you done an actual marathon? Well, I've done one. I did the um, Seneca Creek. That's a brutal that race. was the worst thing I ever did. Tell Hardest thing. Tell ankle, us about that experience. Ankle deep mud. Um, 30 plus stream crossings. Three of them over my knees. Uh, 35 degrees, rainy, sleety, cold. All in the mountains, uphill, downhill. Uh, in March. In March, yes, it was cold. Freezing. Yeah. So um, there was five of us that went and did it. And um, we bonded that day, <laughs> believe me. Absolutely. Yeah. Who did you go to that race with? That was um, Scooter and Joe Runner, Jonathan Bennett, and John Carter. As everybody knows him as Bacon. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of like a small war party. And whenever I think of the terms war party, I think about how Pros and Bras sends their best and brightest to a race called the Ragnar. Tell us about your experience with Ragnar Relays. Well, you know firsthand, my very first Ragnar, I was trained up, I was psyched up, I was ready for it. Describe the race first. Well, it's okay. It's a, uh, you run three times in 24 hours. It's a team of eight. So runner one goes out on one trail, there's three different trails, uh, green, yellow, and red. When runner one comes back in, runner two goes out on a different trail, then runner three goes out on the third trail, and it just goes like that. You end up running all three trails in 24 hours. So um, you pretty much guaranteed you'll run once at night on trails. My very first one was um, April. Richmond, it was 100 degrees and 100% humidity, and I was ready. I was so ready. I was running Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday evening, training for this thing. As Kevin would say, don't trust Ragnar. Oh, man. Don't, don't trust it. Don't trust it. You think you're ready? 
you're not. Ragnar will throw something at you. And let me tell you, when we got there and it was 100 degrees and 100% humidity, and the pollen was kicking everybody's butt. The pollen at that race, it was actually coming off the trees like it was rain. It would like float through the air almost like snowflakes. It would land on your clothes. It would land on your eyelashes. It was you were terrible. breathing it in. Everybody was coughing. It was intense. Yeah, it was. Well, um, my first loop went okay. And uh, then you have to wait till it's your turn again. And I don't know if it was the heat or what it was, the pollen or what, but when I went out for my second loop, which was actually my best timed loop, when I got back in, I was supposed to wake up Kevin and say, Kevin, I'm back. You're supposed to be ready because that's what you do. When you come in, you wake up the person, and the, then they can go up and get ready if it's at night. I couldn't even read my watch. I was so out of it. I, I was out of it. It's like 9.30 at night, right? About 9? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was 5 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. All I wanted to do was just lay down and go to sleep. And they have these Ragnar races all across the country. Which ones have you done and how many have you done total so far? Uh, I've done the West Virginia one. This is called Appalachia, and I've done the Richmond one. Both of them uh, starting in, in uh, 2017. I've, I've done them. So two each? Yeah, except for 2017, I ran Richmond, and then uh, the, which was in April, and then the um, Appalachia was in August, and I was actually a volunteer. Yeah, you're a volunteer for my team. Yep. Nice, that's right, that's yeah. right. And but I you learned get, to, a you get lot. to recon that first. You can see how it goes. Y yes, and I actually I, was, I still ended up running two of the laps. Right. Yeah, just to go out and run them when I had time. And now, now you're an old pro. You got you got Ragnar down, or does it still surprise you? It still surprises you. Really? Yeah. You, you, you'll never have Ragnar down. No that, one will. That's amazing, isn't it? It could be weather. It could be the wrong shoes. It could be oh. your nutrition. It could be your hydration. It could be did you train? Did you not train? Did you train enough? Yep. You know, and, and the neat component about Ragnar is that when you go out and you, do, you never run a 10K, on a trail or whatever as a race it's just a race you by yourself if you suck you suck if you do good you do good but when you're on a crew a team there's a lot of people relying on you to maintain a certain pace or to just get to the race frankly um but that's the one place in bros and bras where there actually is expectations you yep. Have, yep. i tell my teammates when i do a ragnar that i expect you to be the best you can be on that day so train within the re whatever reason you can if we're out doing the West Virginia Day 5K or Freedom's Run or whatever, you can be whoever you want to be. But if I'm relying on you on my relay team, I expect you to be on point, the best you can be. And I think that's fair. Like I said, that's kind of our war It, it is fair. It's, it our is war, it's a war party. It's, yep. it's where we send our tacticians, our running tacticians that are ready, or people who think they're ready. <laughs> a lot of people do one, and they decide it's not for them. I and, love going and watching the new people. Yes, the, the excitement and how much they think they got it. I know. And at the end, they, they don't have it. <laughs> but they have it. And yeah, they have it. Some people can just walk right through it if they're very experienced runners. They Kimmy. can just be like, yeah. She had no problem at all. It was 100 degrees. She had no problem. She thrived on it. She was ready for a fourth loop. Speaking of Kimmy, let's talk about some of the, uh, the friendships you've, uh, or you've, you've gained through Bros and Bros. 
Well, there's, there's many. Um, I mentioned Scooter, who I met early on, and we run together a lot, uh, enjoy each other's company, uh, enjoy her family. Uh, she was the first, but Kimmy, she was the first really special person I met here. We, we, we just bonded instantly. And uh, Where did you meet? What Was it an event or a race? It was a, a race at uh, uh, Sam Michaels put on by Rose and Brawls. Oh, nice. It was, yeah, one of those trophy races with the guys tearing off the trophy. Oh, yeah, we had the, uh, it was like a, a beast endurance. Yeah. We had to wear a weight vest. Right. But, um. I remember seeing Kimmy, and after the race, I went up and introduced myself to her, and uh, we just started training together after that, and just became really close. Um, I tell people I'm like her dad, I'm like her brother, I'm like her best friend, you know, and we just get along really great, and there's been so many others. Bacon, I mean, that's my brother. I mean, we tell people, you know, we're brothers. No doubt. You are definitely running brothers. Yep, we are. And uh, you put Bacon and Scooter and I together, we'll, we'll tell people that we're all three related. And they just look <laughs> at us like, you know, and say, well, we do have different dads. You know. <laughs> but it's, it's fun, you know. And yeah. it, it's um, when you're running and, and I'm with these guys, it's, 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 it's not work at all. It's fun. It's, it's enjoyable. The, the friendship, it's, it's amazing. Uh, Carmen, when Carmen first showed up, she came here from Florida, never seen snow. And it was the Sunday run at Sam Michaels. She came from Bolivia by through Florida for the most part. Yeah, well, she lived in Florida yeah. for a while before she moved yeah. up here. Okay. But yeah, and uh, that first run, we were running to Sam Michaels, it started snowing, and her excitement was amazing. It was like, and she's one of the nicest people you ever meet, Carmen. She's sweet. You've been there for a lot of people's first times out because one of the things you're not talking about is that Bros and Bras is led by volunteers. Yes, that's correct. And volunteers meaning if somebody's willing, like I was just telling the she hands this, I was like, because they can't seem to make certain events that are on the calendar. I was like, if you want to set up a walk at the Ranson Civic Center for noon on Wednesdays, and Go you know you can it. commit four to six weeks or so, and you're definitely going to be there each day. Set it up, put it on the calendar, people show up. Well, as I was letting go of some of my leadership obligations with Bros and Bras, just because was, there was too much to do, you and a few others really stepped up to take the lead, kind of the accountability of the event. And, um, A, I really appreciate that. Thank you, Jack. No. And, it's my pleasure. It, it took a while to twist your arm that you realize, <laughs> for you to realize you were a leader and that people would look for you. And they'll know when you're not there, you know. And you've really become that person. But because you lead, I think, three a week? I have. It's, yeah. Is it now two or one? Well, just one now. Okay. The, the Sunday run is kind of on a hiatus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And John Bacon has taken over Tuesday. But I did Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday right. for quite a while, for probably two years. That'll wear you out. Never missed. Yeah. A lot of times it was just me. Are there any other um, people's first times that really, you know, you kind of remember? 
a couple, Kelsey, uh, Kelsey and Devin. Uh, once again, she came to St. Michael's for her first run, and we just hit it off. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how running with people that you don't know, never met, you have this thing. I, I, I've come to the conclusion runners are the best people. Ninety nine percent of them are nice. Nice, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's talk about your ability to help the social media continue to gain traction on our Facebook pages. Yeah, that's something you also had to twist my arm. I, uh, you'd say, you ran today. I didn't see a picture. I go, well, I don't like taking pictures of myself, and I don't like posting on Facebook. I mean, you know. And I know everybody who's listening who knows Jack finds it hard to believe now. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the truth, because Kevin said this will help Rose and Brawls, and uh, so that's what I did. Uh, even though I didn't like it and didn't want to, you know, I was all for helping Rose and Brawls as much as possible. So the social media component is so important because – we started off with a fake Facebook page called Bro Actual, or no, Bros Ambrose, mm-hmm. which was Bros Ambrose, and that was like a person, and it lived for about 11 months, and then Facebook caught us and literally deleted every picture, every event, every bit that we existed. Bros Ambrose was just scraped from the Facebook network. And luckily, we had a business page called Bros and Bros HQ. So we were to share with people that, hey, we got chopped. And they would not let me create Bro Actual. They would not let me create a new personality under the name Bro. But about a month later, I came up with a personality called Bro Brackens. And I made them like related to Kevin Brackens and Jenny Brackens and some other Brackens. So it looked like a family member mm-hmm. joined. That became the new personality of bros and bras and that was where if you friended that person and they shared a picture and you were liking it you would see the traction and what's going on with bros and bras and people would tag bro brackens in every freaking picture and they still do to some extent Mm -hmm. which is great because that's a great way to do it but again as my time became more and more limited on what i could do with the club uh that social media traffic slowed down and people like jack and bacon and scooter and pretty much anybody and everybody who was willing to would take a selfie or a groupie at the um, at the run just to show people that we're working out, to show people that we're out there and that we're getting fitness done and that we're still all welcoming and people can come anytime they want to. Um, and then again, it, it morphed over to Rob Leland, one of our primary leaders also, volunteers. He came up with the idea, I, I think it was Rob, to having a group now, at this point, it'd be our fourth, like, platform just inside Bros and Bras, and it was hard to assume we were going to shift people again to a new style. And it's like a long time to adopt, like six or seven months for people to really adopt the idea, but we eventually went over to a group. And when you're in the group, anytime anything is posted, you see it because you're a part of the group, which is awesome. Now, Jack take this, takes it to a different level. He... He um, somehow you're able to include script in there. You're able to include images and with your pictures and motivational quotes and stuff like that. That's dynamite, man. And so, how many posts? You know, and Jenny gets on me. 
She's like, have you shared about Friday's run? Have you shared about Saturday's run? I'm like, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm going to try to be at the runs, but I'm definitely not thinking about the 24 hours ahead of time. Jack, how many posts do you think you handle per per week to remind people about events? Well, now that um, the Bacon's helps out, he takes care of the Tuesday run. We don't have the Sunday run. Uh, so now definitely two, sometimes three. Sometimes I'll post about the Tuesday, and sometimes I'll post about the Friday um, I always try to encourage um, the Saturday run. Like Kevin said, that is our flagship event. That's when we get the most people out, the most walkers and runners, and most new people come to the Saturday ones. Um, maybe we should mention Two River Treads. Oh, yeah, I've, I've mentioned them quite a few times. Our, our partner, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, people come to the run on Tuesday and Thursday, and I ask them, how did you find out? And they say... Uh, through Two River Treads. So that's another good way to find out, you know, about us. Isn't Two Rivers Treads at this time in the running for best running store in the they, nation? They are, yes. Dude, that is our roommate. Like, literally, yep. we share space with what could be one of the best running stores in the nation. Yes. Well, I think they are. That is, of course, I think they are also. But according to whatever ranking standard is out there, um, that resource is it's unmeasurable to have a store like TRT in our camp and a resource like Dr. Mark and all he all he wants to do is help every bro, every bro, every customer, anybody he can to experience he is definitely amazing pain-free running or pain-free movement. And I think it's so easy to take that for granted. You know, you're talking about how it's just fun to go out with bros and bras. It's just fun to it's just a fun run. Yeah. You forget the part that you're running, but I think because we come from a camp that's coached us over and over again on the methods of pain-free running, we can actually run without it sucking. You've heard Dr. Mark say, prehab before rehab. Right. He wants you to run right. Uh, form is everything in running. Uh, I didn't know anything. When I first started running, I was a hill striker. Took way too long a stride. Um, leaning way forward, you know, compressing my lungs, using my quads, not my glutes. I mean, all these things, and I didn't know anything about. But bros and brawls stepped up, and he tweaked me. Bill Young, and yeah. he, he made me the runner that I am. He, he took the time. I forgot and, about that. Yeah. And he didn't have to. You know, he just stepped up and volunteered. He said, hey, I can help you out. Yeah, I can help Bill, train you. Bill is the... Uh, co-founder of Bros. That's correct. You know, yeah. and he, uh, he's definitely been through some running coaching. Yeah, he's a, he's a major part. And that's, I remember him when he was working with you. That was yeah. awesome. Oh, it was. Uh, and, and instantly it made running so much more fun because of my proper form. Do you, yeah. do you know what nobody has mentioned yet? What's and, that? And Carmen sent me a message after we recorded her podcast. She's like, I forgot to tell anybody it was free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people just forget about it. Yeah, this—it's totally a free group, and it's always been free. I know it's crazy. Yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, Jack, um, we're 31 minutes in. I have one more question I want to ask you. And frankly, we could talk we a do. very long time. <laughs> we do talk all the time. That's true. But I'm saying we could talk about this. We're we're obviously going to be forgetting a bunch of stuff, but. 
Final question would be, what would you share with somebody who might be nervous about coming out to Bros and Bras? I mean, you've been really clear in your podcast so far about how welcoming it is. And what if people still can't get past the fact that the fact that maybe they're too overweight or too, they think they're too slow or they think that maybe because some of the social media is dominated by faster or more successful runners and we're, we're celebrating big successes for some people. And it's hard to remember to back it up and celebrate even the small ones or people who have the small ones are nervous to promote it. How would you encourage somebody to come out? And, and again, I'm, I'm getting, getting in front of myself, but we've seen a surge this New Year. So a lot of new people started showing up, which is weird because for a year we had stagnant growth, significantly stagnant growth. And we hit critical mass on social media probably three years ago, two and a half years ago. We went, we went from explosive growth to no more growth at all or very small growth. So, but now we're seeing a resurgence. What would you tell people is a good reason to come out? We all, we, we, we all want to better ourselves, every one of us. And uh, that's what I would tell people. It doesn't matter if they're fast or if they're thinner or younger than you. What matters is that you're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for you. So you want to better yourself. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Um, you can take away from what they do. You can be inspired. Uh, you can be encouraged. You will be supported. That, that's a fact. That's 100%. And uh, the biggest thing is accountability. Because if not, like I had said earlier, I, I probably wouldn't have come back if it hadn't been for the accountability and the encouragement I received. So if you're sitting on the couch right now and you're thinking about maybe taking that first step, do it for yourself. This is a good group for that first step. It is an excellent group. The yeah. motto is no judgment, no expectations. Yeah. So if you, if you want to take a shot, just if you just want to take a shot at trying to get fit, trying to maybe run a 5K, trying to walk a mile, maybe trying to run a half marathon because you already have a 5K and 10K down, the part of this club that almost forces that is the good nature of the people that are in it and the fact that you're not competing. Um, that is a super, super awesome part of it. You, you might hear in the group, you might hear whispers of competition or a little bit of trash talk. Oh, but yeah. that's with some pretty senior people that know each other really well. I'm one of them, certainly, <laughs> and I'm not even that fast. I just like to talk a little smack to my, my, my buddies, but but really, it's a, it really is a welcoming group, and it's it's a great platform. And in doing these podcasts with you guys is giving me a new perspective on what the club means to people. It's really great. I mean, I, it really fills my heart. It, it does. It is a great group. So, Jack, I know we had a plan to shift gears. I think we're going to do that in a separate recording. Okay. So, Jack, thank you for taking the time to talk about Bros and Bros. I really do appreciate it. You're a leader. You are appreciated. Um, we'll probably have you come back on when we're promoting a race or something that comes up in the future. All yeah. right. Thanks for having me, Kevin. I 
do anything for bros and brawls. Right on, bro. Thanks. All right. I would like to thank City National Bank in Ranson, West Virginia. They have graciously allowed me to record this podcast in their conference room. City National Bank is a full-service community bank that provides an array of financial services. They offer a range of free checking accounts and saving products, savings products for both consumers and business customers. City National Bank also offers competitive low-rate and low-cost lending products for home equity lines of credit, consumer and business loans, including no-down-payment mortgages. I personally bank with Melissa Knott at City National. She truly takes care of my business and personal banking needs. She can be reached at both the Ranson and Charlestown branches in Jefferson County, West Virginia. Check them out at www.bankatcity.com.